Well, hello, I'm Dell Shores. I'm Emerson Collins, and this is the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Hi, Dell Shores. Hi, everybody. Hello, y'all. It's been a it's been a minute. It's been a few weeks even. Did y'all miss us? Or were you like, oh, we needed a break? Oh, well, uh, we I missed, I missed. I was trying to get Emerson to do a show like right after the hospital, but I think it was the pills that talking. <laughs> so he uh, said, we should do a show. And I was like, we should wait maybe one more time. But we're coming back with a big full show. Olympics and condoms, courts and laws update, a cleric on Grinder, Lil Nas X, gay sex proves God exists from a pastor, prep news, homophobic bar merch, a trans magician, the bottoms digest, the literally shittiest neighbor, and more. Oh, we bring the highbrow news, y'all. We bring like, the highbrow to the lowbrow. You know, I thought of a new version of your, like, the low road is so much more scenic the other day. Yes. That would work for a drag queen, uh, like real housewife type. You say, you know, I'd take the high road, but it's hard to hike in heels. <laughs> that's good well i always have to get, my friend benny was the one who actually gave me that line and i've used it as it as if it's mine like i do often yeah um, you've given him credit a number of times over the years i have i have he's a he's a he's a clever man um, well, i'm sure all of our viewers thanks to everybody watching live on youtube and facebook and periscope right now share the broadcast if you're listening back later to the podcast hello but everybody wants to know how you're doing, Del Shores. I am doing remarkably well. I mean, you've actually seen me since I had this surgery. Uh, my, um, my whatchamacallit is, my sling is off. I have to wear it out in public, mainly for other people, because it's amazing how many people just kind of ramrod into you. Uh, I don't think you're the first person who's ever said, I wear the sling for other people. <laughs> well, it's the truth. I do. Um, and Different you, kind of sling, but creative nonetheless. So anyway, I uh, I'm doing really great. I uh, I feel I feel amazing, and uh, life is good. And uh, back to creating. And uh, you just got fuzzy on me. I wonder if it's my internet. Um, and you know, it was I. The first one was really uh, easy. But this one, I think, is easier. And my doctor said, oh, it's because you were psychologically prepared for it. And maybe so. I don't know. But I did not take all the pills. I only took 17 out of 34 pills that they gave me. So I. Wow. So you took actually half. You know, you could be real popular with those other 17 pills. I know. People are already asking. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you who. But, you know, that we have friends who say, oh, I heard you didn't take all your pills. Has uh, anybody offered to stop by just because and they want to rifle through the new medicine cabinet? They, yeah, they they stop by, bring you a casserole, and then they ask for the pills. Uh -huh. so they go into the bathroom for a suspiciously long time. Well, I don't have a medicine cabinet. I don't do that. They would have to really rifle to find my pills. But, and the new bathroom's all done, though, right? The new bathroom, I'm, I'm waiting for a mirror to come. It's going to be delivered tomorrow. Everything's just coming together, Emerson. I oh, I mean, we're excited. I mean, we got our play that's premiering, A Very Sorted Wedding. I've been working on that and rearranging some scenes. I feel creative and uh, it's all, um, all new. Good. Now, you, you, you were a little under the weather, right? Yes, y'all. I had the COVID right after the 4th of July. I had a full-on COVID breakthrough infection. Um, the short, the long short of it, 
I mean, honestly, the last show we did on the ninth, I was have I'd been not feeling great for two days and thought I just had a cold. And then uh, Blake lost his uh, taste and smell. And so we went and got tested and sure enough, both had the COVID. Now we had very different versions of the symptomatic uh, illness. He had one rough 24 hours where he had a lot of congestion and chills and sweats, but no real fever. And then it took me like two more days. And then I had two days of like 100.1 fever, but mine started with a cough for several days. I was convinced we just had the cold that's been going around West Hollywood. Uh, Blake got up and went and got a test while I was still asleep one morning. And so we, it happened exactly though, like they say, you know, no significant concerns. The vaccine, we were double vaxxed back in April, did what it was supposed to. We felt bad for a few few days, but the vaccine uh, made sure our symptoms weren't terrible, but obviously no risk of hospitalization. Uh, but a big reminder, you know, that it's 95% effective. And the point is that it keeps the symptoms from being uh, dangerously bad. Um, but a reminder too, that, you know, that we hadn't been a ton of places, you know, you know, we were in Palm Springs for the 4th of July and went out two nights there. But other than that, we'd just been to the gym. Um, but like the big sort of breakout that happened in P-Town 4th of July in the days after that. Well, so I was there. Yeah. Steve Grand uh, said he got it. Yes, so we did. did what we were supposed to from our first day of symptoms for 10 days, stayed at home, you know, more than, it was way more than 24 hours after our last fever uh, before we went out. So we just did our own at home lockdown quarantine again, which was a very strange feeling. You know, it's like the world's sort of back and functioning and people are out to be, you know, once again at home. And fortunately we hadn't been in contact with anybody in the days right before we started them, except two of our friends. We let them know, they tested, they were fine. Uh, so it was just, had our own journey. But it, it was shook also me up. Yours shook me up and especially coming, you know, from, with Debbie and Ed and having, uh, you know, been, you know, in P-Town, yeah. very close to people. Uh, so I uh, was a little concerned and my, my, my buddy David uh, sent me all these news articles where there was this, you know, COVID outbreak amongst the vaccinated in P-Town. And that's when I first found out about it. And then I heard about Steve, I texted him and he texted me and told me, yeah, I got it. And I'm, I'm but, but like you, not that sick. You yeah. Know? Uh, so, yeah. so I guess the, the point is the vaccinations are very effective, even they're doing what they're supposed to through, yes. but we still have to be cautious. And, you know, I got a little, Oh, I got on it with the people on the next door. You know how they oh. were always, they, they, there, there were some mask holes all mad about them imposing the mask back in LA. And I'm like, and they go, why I'm vaccinated. And I said, and I told your story. I didn't say your name, but I told, and I said, and you know, it's not for, it's for the old people who can't get vaccinated. What about right. the kids who can't get vaccinated? Right. I mean, who are you? Are you just being an asshole? I said yeah. mask hole, because if you say asshole, they will delete your comment. Oh, you get banned for the, you get bumped for the profanity. Yeah, they don't like you to be profane. Yeah. You can just but it is a reminder, you know, they told us from the beginning, the vaccines are incredibly efficient and effective, but they are not 100%. Uh, but it's doing what it's supposed to. And the point of getting everyone vaccinated is then there's as few breakthrough cases as possible. There's less risk to the people who can't get vaccinations. And ultimately for the goal of ensuring that we don't contribute to further mutations, uh, by allowing it to continue to spread 
uh, significantly through the population. It seems like a lot of, uh, you know, it's been so political. It's such it's been such a hotbed of po po politics with COVID and masks and everything, especially in the red states. But it's amazing when they start putting those stats up and it shows that Alabama is the lowest uh, in, in uh, COVID vaccinations and it is the highest in outbreaks and then in hospitalizations as is Arkansas right up there and Louisiana and all and Mississippi and all these Southern states who have been very arrogant about their in Florida, the worst yeah. with that fucking governor. And well, but the governors are now, some of them are speaking out. Some of them I know, but, but it's like, you're speaking no out now. Great. But like governor Kay Ivey, you know, in Alabama, she said, I don't know what else to do. They're like, well, maybe acknowledge that you contributed by the you contributed to the fear or hesitancy or resistance to the vaccine in your state by doing away with the mask mandate so early and not talking early on about how important it is for your individual health, yeah. for the health of your community, for everyone uh, to get it. Yeah. Why wasn't that, you know, you know, Kay Ivy, who goes on and goes, you know, we got a problem. She's she's butcher than I am. She's like, both of us put together. He's like, well, we got a problem and we, we got to get this, uh, you know, don't be stupid. Why didn't she say don't be stupid, you know, four months ago? You know, yes. Why? <clears throat> yes. Well, it is, you know, it's, it's, it represents both the polarization and politicization of science and healthcare. Uh, the irony of that, you know, the former president's big push to develop the vaccine. And there are so many countries around the world where they're just now starting to get vaccinated or where people desperately want to. And we have arrogant nonsense people talking about my body, my choice about getting a shot uh, here in our country. You know, the, the arrogance, the privilege, the lunacy and pretending like because you watched some YouTube video or saw some post on Facebook that your knowledge is equivalent to you know, researchers, virologists, and medical professionals. One of the worst things about modern internet culture is the idea that because we can all say whatever we want, wherever we want, that all of our opinions are equally valid on issues that require expertise. That there's no difference between an expert and that person you went to high school with. And they they cite like five doctors that they found somewhere. Right. You know, and and and, and there's one one somebody. I'm not going to say who it is, but. Um, that we know, uh, just spewing all this anti-vax shit. And I'm like, wait a second, didn't you drop out of high school? That's where I went to. I just went there. <laughs> Maybe you aren't the most informed person on the specific scientific details of this issue. Yes. Bless. Well, so the point being, that's why I was under the radar for the first part of July for a while, just sitting at home, doing my thing. It, there was a mental element that was very strange of like having done everything that was said to do through the entire lockdowns, through all of the processes. It messes with your head a little bit, but I want to share for anybody that has concerns. My vaccine did what, is, what it was supposed to. It wasn't any sicker than any other cold uh, any other year. Uh, and back to life. Like you, look great. you look good. You look good for summer. Well, as our dear friend Ann Walker says, well, I work at it. Yes, you do. I don't. You know, here was the moral of the story, I decided. Remember last year at the beginning of the pandemic, I hadn't worked out in like a year and a half. In Palm Springs, I decided I should start running again. And four days into that, I started having my panic attacks. So I stopped running. And then this year, at the beginning of July, I was like, well, I'm going to be naked in this play. I should go back to the gym. I went back to the gym three times and then I got COVID. 
I have decided that the universe is trying to tell me I'm just not supposed to work out. <laughs> That's the moral I'm taking from this story. I'm telling you, I miss it so much because, you know, I love my cardio and I'm it like, is for your mental health. It's there. important. Helps yes. The head. Helps the head for me. It sure does. Um, well, what we are supposed to do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. So I thought we'd get on to a little bit of that. Are you watching the Olympics? I am watching some of them. I, I you know, I, um, I got rid of my direct TV and now I have sling and it just has a section. It just hits Olympics. And so I see what's on some when it's on. So. Well, that's fun and exciting. Well, I've always been a super fan of the Olympics. Uh, the opening and closing ceremonies, the artistic, the big old show has been thrilling since I was a child. And I love it. I just watch all the pieces. Um, the opening ceremony with it being smaller and everything didn't have the same impact. But that big, big crazy, gorgeous 1800 drones in the air, yeah. making the planet, it felt very sci-fi futuristic, like something out of Doctor Who. It was like both gorgeous and a little bit terrifying. You know, like Big Brother. Yeah. Watching yeah. Everybody. It was like, and I just go, Lord, how'd they pull that off? That's <laughs> I just feel like I'm sitting in my, my lazy boy. Lord, we're, hey, hey, y'all get in here. How'd they pull that off? Look at what they're doing up there in the sky. With them drones. Yes. Well, in our specific area, um, also in the opening ceremony, we did get to once again see the beautiful man from Tonga. Uh, who, you know, oiled up. I decided it was gun oil that he covers yes. himself in. <laughs> um, but I love that he's become an icon of the ceremonies. Also, that he competes in both the Winter and Summer Olympics. Sir, calm down. You're overachieving at this point. That's like being in poetry and prose in UIL in Texas. Yes. <laughs> Doing too much for those um, who get that reference. Yes, that's like you did all of you are in the did the speech, you did the debate, you did the black speaking, class. Too? Yes, yes. And then but for he, some reason, slide rule got in there. <laughs> slide rule. Um, but in specifically our LGBTQ news, we'll have more the next couple of weeks. Uh, but the most openly LGBTQ athletes are competing in this Olympics, and I think Outsports actually said more are competing in this one Olympics than all of the other Olympics prior to this combined wow. representations. But of course, one of the huge stories was Tom Daly's historic win of his first gold medal in the 10 meter synchronized platform diving, diving with his new synchro partner, Maddie Lee. Um, as you should know, I hope you know, he is married to Oscar winning milk screenwriter, Dustin Lance Black. They are fathers to their son, Robbie now. And afterwards, he talked specifically about it. He said, I feel incredibly proud to say I am a gay man and also an Olympic champion. When I was younger, I always felt like the one who was alone and different and didn't fit in. And there was something about me that was always never going to be as good as what society wanted me to be. I hope that any young LGBT person out there can see that no matter what, how alone you feel right now, you are not alone and that you can achieve anything. And there is a whole lot of your chosen family out here ready to support you. And he follows in the footsteps of Matthew Mitchum, who actually won uh, the individual 10 meter in 2008 representing Australia. That was Tom Daly's first Olympics at 14 years old in Beijing. And I remember, cause I was backpacking. It was right after 
we premiered Sort of Lives, the series, and I backpacked from Prague to Istanbul, and I was in Budapest watching the Olympics at my hostel, watching Matthew Mitchum and Tom Daly die. Wow. And we always have to go back to Greg Louganis, who was one of the very, very first. Uh, in, yes. In, in that but and different, though, because he wasn't out while he competed. But he uh, set the stage, obviously, by coming out soon after as, as the what considered the greatest male diver of all time. Um, his visibility as an out gay man and living with HIV has been incredibly important right. visibility in sports and, of course, an icon of our community. Absolutely. Wow. I did a I did a gay men's course where I played his boyfriend once. Oh. It, was, it was so much fun, and he is everything you think he is. Just an amazing, sweet human being. Well, he has and, you know, dogs has a bunch and, of dogs and trains them, and um, and handsome in every era. Yeah, and a very and sweet well, but as Trace points out, uh, God bless teal speedos. The other thing I love about diving is at least they still wear the speedos. Yeah. That's why I fell in love in the first place. Like all the swimming, you know, they've got those jammers, the bike shorts, basically. So it's fun, but it doesn't have the same titillation. It's it not exactly. I was, uh, I was going way back, Emerson, and it's showing um, Caroline. My daughter Caroline's in from San Francisco, and I was showing her Mark, that iconic Mark Spitz uh, poster that we all like lusted after, where he had uh, the five Olympic medals around him in that American flag speedo. Yes. So, okay, more Olympic news. Uh, since uh, the 80s, Olympic organizers have uh, ordered condoms so the athletes can safely hook up. And I think that's just the Christian thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, this year, they ordered six, 160,000 of them. They were very, very optimistic. Uh, the organizers say that uh, Athletes should take the condoms home now, though, as souvenirs and use them to raise awareness about HIV and AIDS. But under no uncircum terms are participants to use them or engage in any one-on-one -on -one playtime while they are in Japan because of the COVID. Uh, athletes are under very strict uh, coronavirus protocols. They must follow social distancing guidelines and abide by bans on handshakes uh, high fives uh, and fucking. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't say that. Emerson did not write that in the script. And other types of physical close contact, according to the rule book, which includes fucking and hand jobs and blow jobs. Any participant who violates the rule could face fines, disqualification, and loss of Olympic medals if they are a repeat offender. So I think that means you can do it once. You can do what? it once, but if you repeat it after you're caught and you're caught again, they say, give me back that gold medal. Can you imagine losing your Olympic medal because you just could not be a little slutty? I mean, I would respect it, but also like you've worked your whole life for this and you just met somebody and you thought, you know what, they are just hot enough. I'm going to risk it all. Like are you, you, you go to your Wikipedia page, you know, in 10 years and it said, unfortunately, he had to return his gold medal because he was caught in a yes. precarious situation with a, a fellow I, driver. But I feel like if that happened, you'd end up like Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams was more famous and more iconic for losing the Miss America title, wow. you know, than, uh, than for having it. I feel like, can you imagine the kind of endorsements and speaking opportunities if you were just, you know, when I was so popular and so friendly at the Olympics, they took away my medal. 
I think I need, I, I feel like that, that those condoms might be going on eBay. They might be well, worth something. Also, because here's the, I was doing a little math while you were talking. I believe I read there's like 13,000 athletes. If there's 160,000 condoms, that's like 11 a person. That's either like one almost every day if you're there the whole time or like two nights of like, or like three or four nights of three rounds in an evening. Or maybe it's like five hookups and you take home five as keepsakes. But I was like, at least they acknowledged that some people, they're going to get to it. I mean, back in the day, I've had a two condom night. Yeah. Well, also, it's always been one of my favorite stories that you have people who are in the peak physical condition of like any human beings literally on the planet. They are in the best shape, the best bodies, the best endurance. I mean, these are going to be some marathon sessions, you know, not no 15 minute pump and dumps. This is like these people are trained. Can you imagine hooking up with like a marathon runner? You're like in hour six. You've chafed it raw. You've been through four condoms and you're like waving the white flag. I give. Stop. I need a nap. I wonder if Nadia Comaneci and Mark Connors started at the Olympics. I just wonder, <gasps> you know, because they, they're married now. Yes. Well, just imagine. I mean, the opportunity. I get it. You go there. I need to blow off. Gymnast, you know, those gymnasts. The, the, the gymnasts and the bend, and the divers, they are bendy. You know, the Kama Sutra, you could get through a lot of pages of the Kama Sutra with some of those people. Just diving, you know, just to die, just the swimmers, just the one dive. I mean, yes. Y'all, we got to move on. My mind is just going, is run Good for them. I hope they make some some good connections that they can follow up with when they visit some other countries on, you know, like on the, the pro tours and things. <laughs> <laughs> I just think good for them. I'm like, I would watch like the Olympics only fans. You know, pay for like the, the special the special room on that cardboard bed where like, look, you know, for nineteen ninety five a night, you can watch this particular group of Olympians have a little festive evening. Now that it's so hard to, you know, get a Kickstarter going, maybe that's the way to get your independent movies made as well. You know, hey, look, this is how I funded my, funded my training. Well, all right. Good for them. We'll keep talking about it. I love it so much. The worst thing about the Olympics is with the time zones, you wake up every morning and you know the results before you get yeah. to watch it that evening. But All right, uh, I do wanna do real updates on the, so the serious things we care about in the past couple of weeks while we were off. Some legal courts and laws updates quickly. In Arkansas, a federal judge issued an injunction preventing their ban on gender affirming healthcare for minors that we've talked about from going to it, into effect. The lawsuit from the ACLU on behalf of four trans youth and two doctors. Now. The case is still moving forward, but at least won't go in effect till they determine the end results. The ACO is also fighting in a number of other places. They got an injunction in Tennessee against that bathroom, that stupid bathroom sign law. In West Virginia, a judge issued an injunction there against their new law barring trans athletes from competing in school sports. That judge said, at this point, I've been provided with scant evidence that this law addresses any problem at all, let alone an important one. So bodes well for uh, the young girl in that case. In Louisiana, we told you Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed their ban on trans kids in sports, but the Republican bigots tried to overturn the veto, passed the Senate, but it failed by two votes in the House, so won't go into effect there. Wisconsin Governor Tim Waltz recently signed an executive order banning conversion therapy on minors because the Republicans in the Senate there wouldn't bring up the bill. And then in Texas, I know we've all seen 
All the Democrats left Texas to try to stop the passes of legislation there, uh, willing to keep them from having a quorum. But while they've been gone, they are still bringing up bills in both the House and the Senate. They've introduced 12 anti-trans bills that have passed in the House and the Senate, targeting trans youth in sports and healthcare. And Governor Abbott has said he will continue calling special session after special session till their agenda is passed. So we'll see how the Democrats deal with that. Um, if you want to follow and support their Equality Texas is doing great work organizing rallies, events, meeting with legislators, and still protesting and presenting in the committees as they hear bill uh, hear these bills. So continuing even through the summer break, so to speak, in many places. You know, the, the one thing that I, I, I often think about as I'm watching, especially with that fucker uh, Abbott uh, and how he's just it's just such an asshole, and, and it's that. I'm so proud of our, our Texas Democrats because they are raising the bar of awareness of that. They, they are exposing all this shit and, you know, maybe some of them will, will pass, but the awareness and the injustice that it feels for, for our country and watching, it's like, okay, you guys come on, Beto, run, run, Beto, run. And also really pulling out all the stops. They're the minority party in Texas, but they did basically a Hail Mary pass to hold up this legislation, draw federal attention. It's an example to our federal Democrats where there are so many things we can't get passed because of the filibuster and the 50-50 split in the Senate, a willingness to go hard uh, to do the good work we want to do. It's a great example. Absolutely. Well, we got some grinder news uh, and, and Catholic news all at once. Um, uh, Monsignor Jeffrey Burrell is the highest ranking American clergy who is not a bishop. And he just resigned uh, as an expose by the Catholic media site, The Pillar, was released. In it, they said that they obtained app signal data showing a device linked to a Burrell emitted app data signals from Grinder on a near daily basis at his office, residence, and during other events in other cities, including a Las Vegas bathhouse. Reportedly, uh, reportedly uh, commercially available app signal data does not identify the names of app users, but it links a unique numerical identifier to each mobile device using particular apps. Signal data collected by apps after users uh, consent to data collection is sold by data vendors. It can be analyzed uh, to provide timestamp location data and usage information for each numbered device. Now, the Washington Post reported that several pricey experts couldn't uh, remember a time when phone data had been uh, deanimatized de and then publicly reported. It's not illegal and may happen more often. A spokesperson for Grindr told the Post that the data described in the Pillars article could not be accessed publicly. They said the alleged activities listed in that unattributed blog post are infeasible from a technical standpoint and incredibly unlikely to occur. Uh, there is absolutely no evidence supporting the allegations of improper data collection or usage related to the Grindr app as purported. So that's a very interesting twist to that story. That's the scarier piece of this, right? Because like whatever the Catholic crisis about this like gay senior person, that their internal problem to deal with. But it's the wider implications, because if they really did access the identifier number for his phone, 
through the signal data and then use that to link to him. Maybe they had specific knowledge that were able to link it to that device, but it has a much more challenge uh, to the rest of us and what that implicates for privacy issues if they could do that for other users. Yeah. It is is look. It was what I would call creepy, a little yeah. bit creepy. Yeah. As we reach the halfway house of our show, and if you enjoy what we do here, and you want to send us a little tip in support of the effort we put into bringing you stories we think are both edifying and entertaining, uh, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. And we will happily take that off your hands and do, you know, spend it luxuriating ourselves. And we thank you, those of us, of, of, of us those of you, I, yes, I tip myself. Uh, those of you who do, it's uh, very sweet of you. And if you can't, please don't. Please do not stress yourself out. There's nothing worse than financial stress. I have been there in my life and I never want anybody to feel that. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, but I want to talk about Lil Nas X. I am just so obsessed with the journey that he is charting in popular culture as an aggressively, openly, uh, defiantly gay black man representing our culture in his dress, in his style, in his imagery. He released a brand new uh, video this week for Industry Baby. And the video starts with him in court, like being tried for those Satan shoes we told you about, the Nike redo. Well, and the video, he goes to prison, pink prison jumpsuits. There is a giant scene where they are naked in the shower and he is full on dancing with a group of beautiful men. Uh, nope, not that one. Uh, this one that is just glorious to watch, a full on choreography, uh, very, uh, in my mind, equivalent to like the bouncing on the ground of uh, Cardi B and the Meg Thee Stallion but it's just beautiful. And his preview of the video right before it came out was hilarious to me. He tweeted, saying this in advance so y'all won't blame me, the industry baby video is not for your kids. Well, a parent replied saying, my two-year-old loves your music. How can you not make it appropriate for everyone? And Lil Nas X responded, bless your two-year-old's heart, but I need to be a slut sometimes, sir. And I, that just spoke to my soul. Yes. Not everything is for everyone. And in the video, of course, the guest rapper is Jack Harlow. His verse is a little more straighter with a woman, but people asked some things and he tweeted, Nas wrote the whole treatment for this video and I followed his lead every step of the way. If he had asked me to be in that shower scene, I would have been in that shower scene. I just let the mastermind cook, honored to be a part of it. And Lil Nas X, who is better at the internet than anyone in pop music, responded, wait, I didn't know. Let's shoot it again. Please, Jack Harlow, please. Like, let me get you naked in that shower. It's just so joyful and charming and celebratory. And he just laughs in the face of like the bigot responses and the vitriol that he gets. And you know, he said the other day, every time you say, why do you put your gay in my face? I get 10% gayer. He is my hero. I just love him so much lately. And uh, yes, and I, I saw that comment. Everybody's asking, and it's all over the internet. Please, the uncensored version, please release it. Release he does. It. Yeah. The, and also, you know, somebody said, oh, I wish we'd had this back when. And I think, yes, but also, even at my age and my place in culture, I am just so thrilled to have this now. You know, like, of course, 
having young LGBTQ people be able to see this, but it thrills my little gay heart every time he does something new. Well, and- um, Wait, one more before you. Summer said, I had to tell my students this week they could not play Call Me By Your Name in school, which fair, not all appropriate for all environments. There you go. Well, you know, there's a, I believe it's the, in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a place. Is that it? For every uh -huh. season, there is a time. Do every season, turn, turn, turn. Turn, 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 and turn on little Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't think the Dylan Emerson show would be complete without a bigot pastor story. I love um, to find you a sermon. And uh, I, I'm disappointed this one is not a Southern guy because I love to do the Southern ones, but you know. Just make just, him Southern, who cares? Oh, it just shows that there are Northern bigots too. So Pastor Jack Hibbs preached at Calvary Chapel Church in Chino Hills, California. That's over here by us. He recently preached this sermon, essentially saying that same sex sex proves God exists. Amen. I, I did not. I had never put that together. Never Amen. have until this. Now, y'all listen what he said. He said, when two people of the same sex get together, it's out of sheer wanton lust and pleasure only for self. Uh, nothing comes of it. No life can come from it. No family can come from it. If you're an evolutionist, you have to be against same sex union. If you're an evolutionist, what is one of the statements? It's the survival of the fittest, right? And in evolutionary theory, the survival of the fittest has to procreate. They study all the animals. There's this big bull elk. And what does he have to do every spring? He has to take on the young elks, beat them up. By natural selection, the strongest one survives and he impregnates all the other elkies. Does elk or Elkins? Uh, I don't know. And so he looks over his harem and they're all producing babies. And he's uh, like, yes. And evolutionists say, right on. That's right. But evolution's uh, true. That if evolution's true, then there would be no such thing as homosexuality. Because over the past 400 trillion, billion, zillion, quadrillion zillion million years evolution would have washed that out homosexuality lbgtq actions prove the existence of god because god's word says that this would be some of the outcome and action of the last days and see i love it so much because one, it's a great comedic monologue that he can't figure out what to call a female elk, that he thinks elks have harems. You know, he's anthropomorphizing the elks like into some Pixar film, you know, with the elks like duking it out in survival of the fittest. And then he doesn't understand the basic concept of the reason there keep being more homosexuals is because straight people make us. Like that he thinks evolution would have stopped us because we die out because we can't procreate, but he doesn't understand that we are created by straight people. It is ignorance at its very, very best. But and I just love... And go see it. Go see it. I mean, I, I don't even think I did it just... He's got one of those really kind of high voices where, you know, like this, sort of like Pat Hingle in the day. I believe. Yes, was. yes. But just that gay sex 
proves God exists. Well, you know, I'm all, you know, I'm going to start thinking that every time I have it. You know what I'm doing? Proving God. Would you like to prove God exists with me tonight? That's a much better pickup line at a bar than like, hey, want to fuck? Yeah. Try that out. Try that out on somebody on the apps. Hey, hey, you want to come over yeah. and prove God exists? Yeah. I'll come post on. pictures while I fuck. Uh-huh. Let's get ecclesiastical up in this bitch. For God to love the world. Oh, no. I I'm want you to Hosanna all over my face. We just you lost know, just get five people. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Like, did he did not think that through. That I also, I don't remember Revelations where it said butt sex was going to be the beginning of the end. I know. You know, in that whole thing, let's just be honest. If this is the end times, how long have we been hearing this is always end times? It's a, these are all these are the end times. Every time there's just a spat over in Israel, it's yeah. the end, end times, end times. <laughs> just like where, uh huh. Be like, it's always back to your Jesus and soon. When yeah, exactly is soon? Right. They, they have to redefine soon, y'all. They have to redefine it. I have written about that. Uh, Kevin Ridge said that my approach to these pickup lines was very unsexy. So maybe, <laughs> do you want to come over and prove God exists? Say, look, people have been screaming, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, during sex forever. Of course that makes sense. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Uh, some good administration news. I want to celebrate uh, some things that our administration is doing well. A little representation news. I want to put these uh, ladies up for you to see. We remember last year, we all supported Gina Ortiz Jones in her campaign to for the House, ultimately unsuccessful out of Texas. Well, she's just been appointed as Undersecretary of the Air Force, the first lesbian to hold that position. And then trans veteran Sean Skelly was appointed as the Assistant Secretary of Defense for readiness. She's the highest ranking out trans official at the Department of Defense and only the second Senate confirmed trans person after, of course, our favorite Dr. Rachel Levine. So some visibility from some people we know and continuing the wider representation in our current administration. And then another great Biden news for our community, the Biden administration made a massive move forward on HIV prevention by directing almost all health insurers to offer PrEP at no additional cost. It means health insurance companies will not be able to charge PrEP users who are insured for their prescription or for clinic visits or lab tests, all of it covered. And insurance companies have 60 days till mid-September to comply with that. That's great. Now, obviously, it doesn't cover the larger concern for uninsured people, which is still a huge barrier for fighting HIV transmission. Um, and there are many organizations that have programs for uninsured to get access to PrEP, but obviously, we want to continue that because one of the best ways we can fight uh, the spread and transmission is getting uh, people presented to preventative medication like PrEP and ensuring that people living with HIV uh, have their re medical regimes they need because undetectable means untransmissible. But great work by the Biden administration on progress forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is such a disturbing story to me. Uh, the Eagle's Nest is a motorcycle bar in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And they w recently went viral for a horrible reason. They were selling the shirt that says, in Wyoming, we have a cure for AIDS. We shoot fucking faggots. So Equality Wyoming shared it first, but not the bar name because they didn't want to spike the business. They just said, we're not going to give you credence. Uh, they tried to convince the bar to pull the shirts, but they couldn't. They said, we hope that they would choose to stop selling them when they realized the harm it did to the LGBTQ community 
and those living with AIDS. It is a sad day. Wyoming Equality understands that this sucks. The owner, Ray uh, Baradzuk, uh, refused to stop selling them, but when reached for a comment, he claimed the shirts had sold out and uh, that the bar would no longer sell them. So I guess that's a win. He didn't reorder. Uh, just last month, the state's Joint Judiciary Committee voted to expand the hate crime protection in Wyoming for um, LGBT. No, I guess that's that. Is that federal? Oh, no, the state. Oh, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, the state for LGBTQ uh, people. But just, I mean, why? 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 And also, you know, we talk about a lot of light stuff here, but like, the aggressive vitriol of being willing to wear a shirt that says our solution to gay people and people with HIV is to literally shoot them with a gun. Not even just saying a horribly bigoted thing, like being able to agree so much with that, uh, that you would wear it on a shirt out in public where other people would see and you say, yeah, I want people to know this. You think all the way back in what Wyoming's been through uh, since Matthew Shepard, um, and what that means to LGBTQ people in the state. Mm. And it relates to our next story. I tied these two together on purpose because I want you to meet Michaela Oz is a musician. Uh, I found her on magician. TikTok. What? You said musician, you mean magician. Magician. She yeah. does magic tricks. Right. She was scheduled to do a show at two small town public libraries in Gillette and Wright, Wyoming. She promises that she does not do your grandfather's old tricks. And she's performed in libraries, birthday parties, business events, at schools all over the country. She's been on TV. Well, she had to cancel the shows in those two small town libraries over safety concerns in Wyoming. Threats were made directly to her and to library staff after someone in the county shared that she's trans on social media. It has nothing to do with her show. She's not doing a trans magician show. She's doing magic tricks kids and someone wrote to her you ain't fucking welcome in Gillette she said I feel disappointed in the whole situation I put on a family-friendly magic show with no mention of me being a woman of a trans experience anywhere in my family show so just out here bringing joy to people entertaining them and entertained people all over the country so if you are online and enjoy TikTok you can find her at Michaela Oz M-I-K-A-Y-L-A-O-Z underscore support her but just those things go together right you have a bar that feels comfortable selling a shirt that says we shoot gay people here and then you have another small town saying we can't even have this woman do a magic show for our children without making it about something that it's not about um those things are all related and tied together yeah yeah well hopefully Sometimes I think that these negative stories do turn into positive when the exposure is there and the profile yes. of that person and, and what they do uh, gets that exposure. So wishing her- She definitely has said she's gotten lovely responses from other places, but you know, none of that gets rid of the like fear and terror of receiving a message from somebody somewhere that says, you know- Absolutely. Uh, those well, kind of things. Well, Caitlyn Jenner, just clearly taken her run for California governor very seriously, flew off to Australia to make an appearance on Big Brother VIP. Uh, it meant she had to quarantine for 14 days there. You know, we've got election coming up. But that's fine. I guess I can tweet from quarantine. Flew off to 
you know, all that probably paying her a million or so. She tweeted, I'm honoring a work commitment that I made prior to even deciding to run for governor. There is no pause at all on this race to save California. She also hired a film crew to document her run, funding the project herself. The spokesperson says she hasn't decided whether she'll use the footage in a new reality show. And there's also some good news. And, uh, you know, we went from one of our least favorite of the T in our uh, list of letters to the, the G with uh, Richard Trollgrenell. He has officially announced that he is not running in the recall. Um, I was doing some little research today on all the recall, and it's pretty close. I mean, you know, people, there's about, you know, 47% who want to adhere in the latest polls who want to recall him. 50% say no. Uh, but Caitlyn Jenner's poll is, she's still at 6%. 6%. She is not a risk, but it's just you couldn't make it more clear that you're not taking this seriously for anything other than profile raising. You know, when it's like, well, I've got this commitment to a reality show on the other side of the world. Not only that, that she got into Australia and into quarantine to make this appearance when Australia's regulations right now are keeping many Australians from being able to get home. But she can get in as an American celebrity to make her appearance like just continuing the parade of privilege. And Richard Grinnell not running, honestly, I, I stand by, he's going to run for governor. And I think he just thinks that Newsom is likely to overcome the recall this time. And he doesn't want to have a loss on his scorecard. I think he waited so long to announce because he wanted to see which way the winds were blowing. And if he thought it was likely, I bet he would have jumped in. We are not seen the last of Gaslight Grinnell. No, we have not. Oh, and, and you have not heard me trash him for the last time. I will continue. The it's like Lord, we continue. I look forward to the day when he doesn't matter anymore either. You know. Uh, it's Nothing. very silent. I, amen. I, I mean, said <laughs> you know ends with a question mark. Oh, I know what you were doing. You were holding for the applause nationwide. Oh, no, I was not. I was holding for an affirmation that you agreed with me. I, well, I, I agree with you. I'm I so agree. glad. I found this fun thing uh, on our news sites and on the TikTok because I've been playing over there more lately. <laughs> an amazing and amusing and delightful new TikTok and Instagram account is called The Bottoms Digest. And I just find that delightful and hilarious and can't believe it didn't exist before this. I uh, would like you to meet Alex Hall from Austin, Texas, started the account. He's a graphic designer. His husband shoots the videos and he come up with the idea thinking about his long range goals and how much he loves to cook. He told Queerty in an interview, I'd been cooking without dairy for a few years and I adopted a plant based diet in New York because meat was too expensive. And I immediately noticed the benefits in the bedroom after I made these dietary changes. Oh. You know, specifically about the impact on his regularity for bottoming and whatnot. He said it's at the intersection of his love of cooking and eating healthy. And he said, I really want to create something that destigmatizes talking about poop in the bedroom. Shit happens. It does. Don't get in the pool if you don't want to get wet. No one deserves the shame that sometimes comes with that conversation. And everyone should get to reconnect with food that makes them feel good. This show is meant to empower bottoms 
to feed their soul with delicious, healthy food and then fill themselves with their partner without so many worries and cramps. So all across, he makes fun videos about recipes and it's not just like, here's a salad or whatever. It's for main courses, desserts and cookies. He has a popular one for dairy-free Alfredo. The, in general, the recipes avoid milk, food that's too spicy and processed foods and focuses a lot on plant-based with lots of fruits and veggies. But it's very entertaining and charming and I think very informative for people not wanting to sacrifice the enjoyment of their palate while being prepared and available to bottom at the drop of a hat. All right. As John Martin said, I'll follow it. Thanks for the suggestion. Bottom cooks are great. <laughs> but Trey said, I am not giving up cheese for sale. <laughs> you do not have to like, he, I appreciate that he said, y'all, let's just be real. You're putting it in a poop shoe. It is just a risk and a part of the process. And once you're a grown up, you just got to go. Sometimes life and spontaneity means that you're running a little bit of risk and just be a grown up, jump in the shower and get back to what you were doing. There you go. There you but also, Try out a dairy-free Alfredo sauce and maybe you feel a little bit uncomfortable about filling up on that pasta and being ready to go all night long. Well, there's all those products too. Every time you go on grinder or scrub, there's like clear. I know. Pure for men. It's pure. Fire, it, oh, is it pure? It's not clear. I said clear. Uh-huh. Clear. Clear. Uh-huh. No, that's what you want. That's, that's where you, I go. That's how I get through the airlines. <laughs> yes. That's how you get through the air, son, and how you want the water to run when you're clean, when you're preparing. Oh I'm, not, I'm a little mixed up. I promise I'm not on pills. Um, all right. Well, we, we talked about this shitty story. <laughs> We, we all went from one shitty story to another. Um, I love this so much. This is just insane. <laughs> so Jerry Dietrich, oh my God, I can't get through this, is a retired teacher in Greenville, Ohio. He was arrested recently after a neighbor, Matthew Goyette, caught him squatting in the bushes in his yard at 3 a.m., and taking a shit. Now I have so many questions. Who takes a shit at 3 a.m.? Well, how do you time that? I know back to the other, it's like you obviously need pure for men. It'll keep you regular. Cause if your normal poop time is 3 a.m., your system is on a good schedule. Whoa. So <laughs> you, you yet posted on Facebook that police had finally arrested the man who's been shitting in our front yard for the past. 10 years. Y'all, 10 years. This man has been pooping in their yard for a decade. He said that Dietrich always used three or four crumbled up restaurant napkins. That's just itchy to clean himself. Wait, and I have questions about that. Is he, does he eat out all the time and then always take some napkins for his midnight, middle of the early morning yard poop time or is he ordering lots of pizzas and using those weird rough ones because we've all used a restaurant napkin when you ran out of toilet paper one time and that is not good on the sensitive skin of your anus no it is not <laughs> give me that el pollo loco napkin will you uh -uh, those little brown ones that basically feel like a cardboard box no rub it raw after one two nights of 3 a.m poops so anyway uh they 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 dubbed him the mad shitter uh <laughs> so dietrich uh has been ordered to write a letter of apology do 30 hours of community service pay a fine of 300 
and $3,209. No, I'm saying it's just $332. $332. And spent 20 days in jail. That's what shitting for 10 years in someone's yard is going to get you. He says he repeatedly pooped in the yard because he's a Trump man and they support Biden. But I, but another question. The map, the map. The Trump wasn't around 10 years ago. He That's was right. Around. So uh, in his apology letter, uh, Dietrich said he didn't know the men, uh, that the men were a gay couple. He wrote, let me say that I didn't know you were gay. I did know you were a Democrat. I am a Republican. No one should have to live in their community fearing their neighbors. I hope in the future you will find it in your heart to forgive me. Um, oh, sir. I, I'm sorry, Rob, but yes, Rob, he has your name. Is he any re relative? To, his name is Jerry Dietrich. Spelled. Not related, I hope, because otherwise at the family reunions, y'all need to have a talk. But also, this man is a retired teacher, and I need to know, did was he retired more than 10 years ago, or was he starting to poop in their yard in the middle of the night while he was still educating the future minds of their community? I know. I, I, taught, teach and I, I taught school all day, went home, took a nap so that I could wake up in the middle of the night and go poop in these people's yard. I mean, the next time you get in a fight with a conservative on Facebook and you start to think, oh, maybe I'm doing too much. At least you didn't decide to go poop in their yard under the bushes. Because he said in that Facebook letter, they only realized it was happening because they'd see the like wipe napkins left in the yard. And that was like he wanted to get caught. You know, he could have thrown it in the trash bin as he walked off. I tell you where they failed. They should have gotten those cameras from Amazon that you put up and they should yes. have filmed him doing that. Like, if somebody's been pooping in your yard for 10 years, you get yourself a nest, you know, get you a little front yard camera, get you a motion sensor light. I mean, it would have been three months and I would have been staked out in like I, camouflage deer blind yeah, stuff yeah, in my yard, time. waiting, just waiting. I'd be willing to give up some sleepless nights to catch somebody with my camera and catch him in the act. Trace Johnson said, I could think of a few yards I want to shit at. Well, well, who who of us have not wanted who to? Who among us? But, 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 you know, we don't. We don't. But also, how did this start? Do you think the first time he was out for a walk and passed their house and just thought, those damn Democrats, and suddenly, you know, some food was running right through him, and he thought, oh, I got to poop. <gasps> I'll do it in their yard right here. Because I can't believe that he had those restaurant napkins with him the first time he did this. Three. You know, he was not prepared. I bet that first time he had to do that wide leg waddle home because he pooped and wasn't prepared to walk. <laughs> 3, 3 a.m. I'm stuck on 3 a.m. That's what I mean. Like, are you getting sleepless nights? Or are you taking like a four hour nap from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. going out? Oh, to wait a second. I figured it out. Oh, tell. I drunk. He is walking home from the bars at, at 3 a.m., and you know sometimes alcohol that's when you, you you have to take a shit so maybe that was it maybe he's a but big also player. but when that happens isn't it usually a little squirtier you know that's a lot tougher than laying a, a, a nice <laughs> spiraled into the a nice, like it's one thing ever. if you're pinching off a good loaf and you have like one wipe to do but if it's splattery you know i want to know that these like i cleaning up these napkins for a decade oh it's just so. Can you imagine? I hope that their next door was just filled with hilarious commentary. <laughs>
<laughs> well, that's our news, y'all. That's our big lowbrow news. You're like, oh, but si, you know, was that important? You know, we like to bring you both the informative and the entertaining. Um, and once again, though, as we get towards the end of our show, if you enjoy what we do, please do send us a few extra dollars, five, ten, a thousand or ten. If you've got some you don't know what to do with. Uh, you can tip us on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. Thank you to Michael, Shane, and Ray Jarvis who already tipped during the show. It's not required uh, or expected, but it's very much appreciated. And if you can't, remember, you can always share the broadcast after the show. Subscribe to the podcast version on iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever. Even if you watch us live, if you go write us a review on iTunes, you know, we've stalled out at like 50 people listening to each episode on the podcast version. Um, so y'all could help us get some other listeners over there if you can't support us financially. And just, you know, just just warn them that, you know, it becomes a shit show at the end of the show. Look, I mean, it's, we got to be real. Everyone's had neighbors, you know, Rand Paul and his, Kathy Griffin had her problems with hers. But this is quite literally the shittiest neighbor I think we've ever talked about. I've never heard of anything like this. I can't even imagine. I'm not brave enough. I'm not brave enough I, to pee. I would definitely be a nervous pooper. I would not be able to unclench enough to relax in a like squatty potty position to, to, to get it out. Well, bless his heart. We, bless his heart. Y'all add him to your prayer list. Yes. I, I mean, 20 days in jail because you just wanted to shit in your neighbor's yard. I wonder if he lost his job. Well, he's already retired. Oh, he retired. But, you know, I, that's his problem. Maybe he needed a daytime hobby. Sorry, take up knitting. <laughs> Something. Well, all right, y'all. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Back. It is so great to be back. We will see you on Friday. Bye-bye, y'all.